0: You're listening to Having a Chat, the show where we talk to interesting people with interesting taste in music about the music that they love. I'm Alex Spears, and this week to wrap up our three-part Local Artist Spotlight, we are chatting with Max Bornstein. Max is known to many as the drummer in Goodbye Honolulu, but over the past several years, he has been exploring and branching out as a singer-songwriter. He's got a great new single out called Glaze, so we're very excited to have Max with us to chat about some music. This is Having a Chat. thanks so much for joining us
1: yeah alex thank you very much for having me appreciate it yeah,
0: my pleasure my pleasure um so I, I always find it really interesting when when i when we have people on the show that are in bands and then this is sort of their solo project and or, or even not necessarily a solo project but like uh you know another project um so i'm i'm always interested in just sort of figuring out kind of what spawned this uh this solo project um before we get into your uh into talking about some of the songs
1: okay yeah so i mean i think when i was a kid i started by playing drums and that was really just like all i was into but i always loved you know guitar players and like i think it's still when you just look at that instrument it's just the most pleasing visual especially as a kid, you just sort of are drawn to like, Oh, what kind of guitar is that? And so, um, at some point, like I was in a band with, you know, like my friend from middle school and I bought like an acoustic guitar, like an old acoustic guitar of his. And we'll just ask people who played it to show me stuff on it. So like started playing guitar as a kid and was always like, you know, into songwriting in a peripheral way. But then, you know, I, I guess like closer to the end of high school, would start to actually write my own songs that were just to me. And uh, and I always like enjoyed singing. I don't. I never know if I'm any like really good. I'm not like a <laughs> professional singer. I guess I am that I do it.
2: But yeah,
0: now you uh, are, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I always enjoyed to to sing and come up with words. And I guess yeah, just sort of near the end of high school, just started to take it more seriously. You know, I put out an album probably seven, six, six, seven years ago, and just sort of kept developing songs and just like really keying more into pop songs. And she'd be like, "How can I make these songs shorter? How can I get them more melodic? How can I just make them feel? How can I just make them feel better?" Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and it's interesting for me because like I always found it. You know, I, I, as someone who is a drummer. And who always um, looked up to to you guys in in goodbye. Like I always found it cool. Like when you would do like now. Granted, I've never really acted on this, but I've always admired and sort of wished that I could do what you did. Where it's like as a drummer, you decided okay, well let's let's explore let's explore some other stuff and like let, let's kind of you know release music as a singer songwriter. Like I I I think that that's you don't often see that. Mm. funnily enough though we we had glenn milcham the drummer in blue rodeo on the show and he did kind of the same thing like a and and the trajectory that he described was um very very similar to yours um Mm. so i want to get into this new song glaze uh what a perfect name for it because that's kind (laughs) of it really kind of captures the the song's essence um what can you tell us about this song
1: yeah so the song um I mean, at this point, unfortunately, it's a couple years old. That's the way it's, it's going for a lot of writers right now, I think. But I was just really into this idea of like someone broke your heart. You know, you wind up thinking about them all the time and you wind up, you know, if you're a songwriter, writing about them all the time. But I was into the idea of like, okay, you can only write one more about this person. Right. And then you have to move on. You have to start you know, right. feeling, <laughs> feeling other things, trying to figure out something else. So I was like, okay, I'm going to write this. This is the last one. I'm going to just try and sum it all up. Right, right. About this person, about what happened. And then I had this bridge that is just in the middle of the song. And it's a very sort of uh, Beatlesque part. And I don't want to say that as in, like, I kind of write like Paul McCartney and John. Like, I just mean, like
0: first, Max Bornstein bigger than the Beatles.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I just had this part that's like a, a, a chord progression that's very some very much something they would do. You. And um, I was really into Huxley. So uh, a friend of a friend of mine, that's a you know, songwriter, singer, amazing bass player, plays bass with Luna Lee, all this, all this great stuff. And I was really into her voice. And I just was like, I wonder what her voice would sound like over this sort of Beatlesy part. And so I reached out to her and I was like, is there any chance you could check out the track and like you could try like we could try putting something together on a a bridge? And she was like, yeah, of course. So she she was with our friend Nastasia. And they played together in a band called Pins and Needles. Right, of course. And Nastassia and I played together in a band called Romeo Romeo. So it was like a lot of kind of overlap there. Right. So they were together. And I think in like one day, they just came up with this bridge together. And they sent it to me. And it, I, I thought it would be like like us like getting in a room and figuring it out. But it was really just like they got together. And it was like, here you go. And I was like, yeah. this is the coolest. <laughs> yeah. this is the coolest thing ever. This is such a phenomenal bridge. So we got together and um you know kind of like just refined it like a very very little bit and then just like got in the studio and 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 did it so i think it's this really cool um you know final ode to somebody and then in the middle you've got this crazy bridge that takes it to a whole other place
0: yeah so i want to i want to circle back to something that you said about how it's two years old and i think that and how that's sort of like a struggle for a lot of songwriters at the moment and so I, I I was with um, Reed from Fadeaways yesterday, and we were talking about how like you write all these songs and then things get delayed. And by the time you kind of get around to releasing them or like having the opportunity to release them, they are in some case, cases like two, three years old. And And what I was saying to him is like, at what point do you decide... I've moved on sufficiently as an artist that it's not actually worth releasing this. So like what, what given the fact that the song is two years old, what was it about it that made you say, you know what, there's still, there's still a place for this song. Like the, rather than just saying, ah, you know what, let's, let's move on and do something new.
1: Mm. Yeah. Good question for this one. I think it was like, it's my first time doing a song that's like a very pure pop thing. So it's got, you know, drum machine and keyboard is really the main instrument over guitar and there's still guitar on it. And there are some like live drum elements of it, but I was really excited by that. I was really into that and I was like, I think this is still like a fresh sound for me. And I really want to put this out Um, because, you know, my last EP and my album before that was like all, all live instruments. It was me playing drums and bass and guitar. Um, but this was really cool to me that I could, you know, do something that was really getting into just a, a pure pop thing. So I was excited to put that out and just like this is a ni- nice progression of my sound. Yeah,
0: of course. Of course. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, and it, it, I, I guess that makes sense. Like if it's still kind of a meaningful progression for you, then then it absolutely makes sense that you'd want to release it.
1: Totally, yeah. And then, like, it's interesting you say about like people like losing steam on the song. Like, I'm—I feel really lucky that I haven't had that happen yet. Where I've—I've I've, like, you know, I write something and then I'm like, ah, this is not this is not who I am anymore. I've, like, I've certainly been in bands where that's the case, and I've certainly, you know, seen friends who write songs and they're just like, you know, they send you something a long time ago and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to put that out. And then you have the feeling of like, what? This is the best thing you've ever made. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Well, it's funny. Like uh, to digress a little bit. Like I, I was so happy to see that uh, that driving out was on the uh, was on the new goodbye record because, like, dude, that's been like my favorite song of your guys for years. And although it's like super old, like that, I, I was I was very happy to see that.
1: Well, that's the funny thing is like that's one of those songs. The other three guys, they they've, they've been like, no, this is not going to come out on the album. Right. So officially, that's that's not on the album, but. I think like we had the last conversation we had about it, I mean, it was like this is kind of like a cool song we should do something like this so maybe it'll come out as like you know uh a single here or there we keep picturing it and like um in like a a skateboarding video game or something yeah yeah
0: yeah totally
1: it'll it'll be on some tony hawk uh soundtrack <laughs> yeah. do they even make those games anymore i'm like um, i
0: don't think so but i think there's enough there's enough like nostalgia for it at this point that i think that uh you know, they may they may just bring it back. They may just bring it back just for you guys, you know? Like come on. Based on this
1: conversation, we've created the hype, and yes. they're gonna they're gonna yes. get back in the in the gaming studio wherever they make games, and yes. they're making it right now.
0: Yes, EA Sports.
1: Try to lift the weight.
2: Let's just get it straight. Bring it up again, bring it up again. Over and over again It's easy to pretend When you're looking for somewhere to go that you want it There's my soap and ball play.
0: Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk about uh, "Leave the Door Open" by Silk Sonic. Um, what do you like about this song?
1: I love this song. This is this. It was such a spot of positivity and brightness this particular year. Um, you know, people were still releasing music, especially like the, you know the the big pop stars, even though they couldn't tour. But this was just such a like okay, Bruno and Anderson Pack and gonna like get together and put something out so um and it's like it's all live instruments you know it, it's really like referencing motown sound from the 70s um it's just such a breath of fresh air and then like the newer one that i just put out skate is really really good too but this one was just like at a time when i think it was really refreshing for everybody to be like yes we need we need some like just very positive uh Feelings, very like just like, what's the brain chemical serotonin?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. just
1: just fills that. I hear you. Fills that cup up.
0: So you you reference that like they're doing this with live instruments, and you see, and you've kind of touched on this, this this kind of divide a little bit before. But like, where um, I get I guess what what brought you to um on this latest song, like what brought you to the decision to use more synths and drum machines and things like that as opposed to live instruments, given the fact that you still seem to you know, have a, have a love for the, for the sound that live instruments bring.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, that was like, it was like listening to stuff like Bruno, but like, you know, two years ago. Right. And um, yeah, really just wanting to do like, w- just curious as to what, what I would sound like with, you know, keyboard and synths being, being the main thing and um, like using a more like current vocal sound with like delay and echo and all this stuff and um, really yeah just kind of a curiosity like what would that sound like but I mean it's still got um, like I mentioned before it's still got um, some liveness to it like in that like all the drums the, it's a it's a drum sample pad but it's still me in the studio just right, hitting right, rubber right. pads yeah. and going boom yeah. da boom da and then like. You know layering like a live hi-hat on top of that so there's like it's a mixture of stuff but it's it is mostly uh uh yeah i guess things that are born from machines but i think it's still i think it still kind of swings and still has some some feel to it yeah, it's not just feel. like it's not when we, we just pushed the button and it was like there's our beat
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not too rigid like that it's, uh, yeah it feels like a person did it. well because the person did do it Um, so uh bat eat banana by huxley huxley the 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 featured artist on glaze um what do you like about this song and tell us a little bit about huxley because you know um she's sort of newer i mean obviously she's been around in in sort of different iterations but i'm but i'm interested in 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 her solo
1: work mm-hmm yeah so um huxley is uh, Sabrina Stainsbach. She's been playing in that band uh, Pins and Needles. And then after that, she formed a band with Deanna Petkoff and Hannah from Luna Lee and then this band Tange. And again, it was like with all those bands, it's very collaborative. So they all got a chance to go around and sing. So um, I just really, really love Sabrina's voice. And so Huxley put out this EP, which are all like, just short little snippets, like you should listen to the EP. I think it's called Scraps. It's yeah. like a really, really fun little, you know, collection of songs. But this one, I think it's it comes from like a TikTok video and it's just right. okay. um, a video of a, of a bat eating a banana, like a really mushed up banana. And then Sabrina taking this like harmony pedal where you can just plug a microphone into this pedal and all these harmonies come out from you singing one part. Wow. And it's like, it's just, uh, it's, it sounds so somber and almost like a a funeral song, but it's just like a dedication to a bat eating Eating a a banana, banana.
0: which is so bizarre. Like what a, what a weird Testament to kind of like, you know, not to over intellectualize it, but just to like the absurdity of like the TikTok age, I guess, like (laughs) that's just like a thing that uh, yeah. that you see
1: <laughs> totally i think yeah it's it's a really interesting uh era because it's it has spawned so much creativity especially totally. now during COVID time and like it, it like creates communities and like i've been touching, talk- i've been watching tons of videos on there about um like people who are indigenous like really bring attention to their issues totally. through that app because they just know like that that's where you can get attention there yeah and so there's all these like you know beautiful communities and you can learn things and you can find, you know, funny songs and like, you yeah. know, you can, you can go to the ridiculous side, but it's like, there yeah. are, uh, there's, you know, a lot of talent and a lot of, you know, really just a lot of creative people just knocking yeah. it over there.
0: Yeah. It's great. It's really, really great. <laughs> so need your love by tennis uh what can you tell us about this song
1: so this song um my partner when we first started dating i guess like eight or nine months ago she was like okay we're at that point like we gotta start sharing some music like figure figure out how like what what uh what what we're all about in that way so this is her favorite band and it was just like yes i get why it's just like again, very satisfying in a melodic way. And um, it's a husband and wife duo. And they just, the music just feels really good. It's like very seventies production, but again, like still very, still very modern as well. Like it's, it's just, it's a lot of fun to listen to. And it's supposed to be, we're supposed to go see them in November. So it'll be like our first concert back. So hopefully, you know, fingers crossed it all works out. We can go, but
0: um, and first concert together
1: first concert together yeah
0: that's so interesting that it takes such a long time for you to start sharing your music like I'm literally on first date being like all right oasis let's go let's walk through the, the whole the whole story
1: yeah totally yeah yeah well, I guess uh yeah I, I guess we want to like get to know each other yeah. on like an intellectual <laughs> level or whatever
0: it would. <laughs> yeah fair a
1: lot junk you know
0: yeah exactly but
1: yeah it was uh yeah that was a i think we like exchanged playlists i still haven't listened to the whole tennis playlist she got like she sent me and i i I should but we listened to it a lot she just moved to ottawa so we listened to it a lot while like (laughs) cleaning up the place and stuff
2: up is
0: how am i still alive uh lauren hibbard and uh, lydia knight mm-hmm. is this the same lydia knight in um what's the band called the regrets The regrets yeah
1: yeah so that's how i heard about it because i was just following them and lydia and then she just said she did this feature on a uh lauren hibbard song and listened to it and it's so 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 darn catchy Really catch and like a great feature. She just like Lydia comes in in the verse and and has a very distinctive voice. Yeah. And Lauren yeah. has a really di- distinctive voice, so it was like it's really great to hear. And yeah, it's just like a like a really it's just a banger. Yeah. And it's just like yeah, and, and it, you know in that kind of garage rock like pop punk kind of way, which you know is circling back a little bit. Especially with like Olivia Rodrigo coming back, which yeah. is good for you, and um,
0: like Willow Smith and Machine Gun Kelly, it, it does totally. seem to be making its way back around.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's great to hear. Yeah, just like guitars, bass, drums, and then but like a really catchy yeah. pop hook to it.
0: Yeah, well, and 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 I feel like I I, I know you well enough to, to say that like you're you're a you're a pop punk fan. Like you, uh, <laughs> so are you are you like? Um, and, and, but I do find that like pop punk fans tend to fall into one of two categories. Either they're like really excited that the genre is kind of making a comeback in a way that's, that's sort of being embraced by the mainstream or they're very cynical about it. And they're like, yeah, this isn't as good as what we had in my day or whatever. (laughs) Like, do you, you, where do you find yourself, uh, between those two categories?
1: You know, I guess I'm somewhere in between category two and one because yeah, yeah, I think I'm like definitely an old school fan. Like I, I, I haven't kept up too much with yeah. Like I, I listen to the to the tickets to my downfall record and right. uh, I so I'm I'm more old school about it. I think like that stuff it just has a little bit more of a timeless sound. Um, but you know I'm really glad to see. I would rather have it than not have it. I would rather have some some people like you know going in and you know going in with guitars and drums and you know coming up with really strict strictly heavy, major melodic stuff Yeah. than, you know, just like, you know, keyboards all the time, you know, you can only listen to so much of that before you just sort of shut down. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm stoked about it. And I think it will circle back. Like, you know, we talked about tennis before who are very into the seventies and, you know, Silk Sonic pulling that, you know, kind of throwback card out and people are really into the eighties. So I think it is we are sort of shifting through the decades and i think there will be a point where yeah people will get a little bit you know less strict about the production of the pop punk right, stuff right, right. and they will be like yeah let's just do a more sort of natural sounding record which is like even though like it's highly produced like enema of the state or like take your take off your pants and jacket this is still just like the sound of three guys in a room guitars bass drums and singing
0: Next up is two by column. Uh, What do you like about this song?
1: Uh, I just think this is a beautiful song. So I'm pretty sure this band Column they released like an EP that's just two songs, and and they're called One and Two. And Two is really, really beautiful. It's got like it's very, very lo-fi, and it has just a really, really beautiful melodic guitar hook. And really like it, the whole song is like, like, the lyrics are great the bass parts are great the melodies are great, everything about it is really fantastic, and it's like six minutes long, which you, you might think takes away from the greatness, but if everything is so great, and you can just layer that on top of each other uh, you know, I'll listen to a six minute song any day, and then one is also really great, and has almost same out, just like a beautiful melody and guitar part and, but that's all you ever get from this band. It's like, it's yeah. been one and two. And it's like, where'd you guys go? Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to circle back to
0: something that you said at the beginning when you were talking about like sort of writing these popular songs and like you, you, you talked about making them shorter. Um, like why, why is that something that's like important for you given the fact that like, you know, in this case you can have a, you know, it's not, I, I, it, you know, it's not like, It's not 2112 it's not like you know it's not like 20 (laughs) minutes long but it's but it's a longer song um and 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 you can still enjoy it why was given that why was it important for you to sort of work on i guess making your songs more concise
1: Hmm. i think yeah i think that comes more from reflecting on my own songs rather than you know not enjoying other people's music when it's you know, longer than a three minute and three 330 song or something like that. Like, I would just listen to my old stuff and be like, ugh, like, get to the point, get to the point, get to yeah, the point. Yeah. To- Perhaps a bit
0: like, self indulgent?
1: Yeah, a bit self indulgent, a bit. We don't need this much storytelling, we don't need this second bridge. It's just like, yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, the, my older song just felt a little bit long. And even I was like getting a little bit bored with them, so I think about like, other people listening to them. And it's like, okay, yeah, cool, <laughs> cool chorus, but like, don't read those last six stanzas, please. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right so speaking of uh older tunes of yours uh we're gonna listen to when the love runs out uh what can you tell us about this song
1: yeah so this one um still not the shortest song i've ever written but it it got pretty close right and it it was a song um uh, (laughs) a relationship had dissolved right and this person kind of went away and they they weren't even in the country for a while and then the song was about when they came back right and sort of seeing them by surprise and it was just a very sad experience because it was like we'd shared so much we've been so connected we've been you know so so close and it's just a sad thing because you know we we you know we parted ways and in in a pretty good way, like a pretty positive way. We sort of knew it was it was coming to its end, but it's just so sad when you, you know, wind up seeing that person and it's like there used to be so much love here and now we're in the time when the love has run out. And that that's
0: always such a weird feeling. I like I mean what a what what a sort of um I, I, I suppose a universally known I d I don't know if it's quite universally known, but it's certainly something that that I can empathize with and certainly something that I think a lot of people can empathize with. Yeah, and and it, and it is it is certainly very sad. <clears throat>
1: yeah, I think so. It's like it's a very reflective space to be in, yeah. and you know, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just tremendously sad. It's like uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. having trouble coming up with, with with the words to say. It's just you know when you shared so much with somebody, and you know you you, you don't part ways in like a you know screaming match or just a, right, a, a right, huge right. conflict, and then all of a sudden you're face to face with that person, you know, maybe six months down the line and you're, you're devoid of that connection. It's like, Oh, it's rough.
0: okay so let's let's end things on a more positive note um we're at the part of the show now where you get to uh you get to plug your your latest release your socials whatever uh whatever you you think folks will want to check out from you uh take it away
1: all right man so glaze featuring huxley is out august 20th it will be on all streaming platforms there's a music video And the the video is, is I think, a pretty cool idea, which is uh, my mom took a trip in the 70s to Los Angeles and San Francisco. And she actually just got some Super 8 footage back. And she very graciously allowed me to use this footage. And so we kind of overlaid some performance video of me and Huxley performing over all these really crazy shots of 70s LA and san francisco and you see some really cool landmarks but it's also some, like some really beautiful sites so video and song is out uh you can follow me on instagram at max bornstein follow me on twitter at drum max and facebook.com slash max bornstein tunes t-u-n-e-s
0: sweet man thanks so much for uh, for taking the time appreciate it
1: yeah thanks for having me man always a pleasure
0: Thanks so much to Max for joining us on the show this week. As always, you can find full versions of this show wherever you get your podcasts or at havingachat.com. The show is produced by myself and Alex Anderson. Social media and marketing materials are done by Petra Walker, so don't forget to check us out on social media at having a chat. The music is composed by Duncan Briggs and Sugar Glass. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.